0: Good evening. Uh welcome to the latest episode of the Cast. Welcome to an episode 171. Uh it's like the last podcast I did with Matteo uh, I'm your host Scott Monroe. I'm a cold Scott Monroe as I've just a couple hours ago I watched a wretched nil nil draw in League 2 sat in the cold in Swindon. With me tonight I have a Canadian. It's also his birthday. Um happy birthday Joey Palmieri. How are you?
1: Good, how are you, Scott? Thank you for the birthday wishes
0: no worries uh, i 'm starting to defrost i 'm starting to thaw out it was it 's not no, as we were talking pre pod we were talking about weather as you 're in Canada at the moment it 's cold. I imagine the Canadian winters are as harsher as the u k winters but it the last week or so it 's been really really cold and i 'm just starting to thaw out now. <laughs>
1: oh same here it's been uh it's been in the negatives for for a few days but uh, like i said pre-pod uh luckily there's been no snow which is uh surprising for us that we don't have snow in december so far but I- i'm not complaining
0: not just yet we haven't got snow yet thank god but it's frosty and a bit little bit icy but i'm not going to complain Jerry, thank you very much for joining. You sent a DM, I want to say September, October time, wanting to come on. Um, I said, World well, Cup break. We, we're just we're trying to find the perfect time. Um, I wanted to start a little bit talking about yourself. Um, so whereabouts in Canada are you at the moment?
1: So I'm in uh, Montreal, Quebec. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the, uh, I guess, the, French, the yeah. French, yeah, French-speaking province. So I speak mm-hmm. English, French, and Italian. Oh, dating nice. back to my Italian roots, so uh, and yeah. And I just I grew up a Roma fan since I've been young. My parents uh were born in Italy, not near Rome or anywhere. They were actually born in uh near Naples. So okay. our local team is Avellino. I don't know if you have ever yes, seen yeah. their team. They're they're yeah. in Serie B, Serie C. I think they're in Serie C right now. So that's the local team. If I really wanted to support local, but my family uh all back in Italy. They all support uh Avellino obviously and Naples because that's the closest biggest team. But uh I was born in Canada, but I didn't follow Naples or my dad was an Inter fan, my mom was an AC Milan fan, and my older sister was actually a Juventus fan. I actually followed none of them, so Oh
0: God, that's uh, a trio and a half.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a trio and a half. She's also well, she's also a Manchester United fan, so it's a bit of a bit of both. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah, so we had a lot of family fights, but no, I I grew up a Roma fan, given my um, Italian origins, and my uncle, not by marriage, he's from Frosinone, and them they're either uh, Lazio or Rome supporters because mm-hmm. it's so close to Rome. And since he was a fan of uh, Roma, I've been a fan ever since. I've been uh, ever since I've been a child because of him, and obviously, like watching Tati play. I know you'll ask me, but watching Tati play is uh, just, it's how I became a friend from the beginning.
0: Hmm. Isn't Frozanone, is it two, maybe three hour drive from Rome? It's,
1: it's a two hour drive. Yeah. Two hour so, drive, yeah, I thought yeah. so, yeah.
0: So, it, I've got, that's probably the closest club next to Roma, apart from the other team, which is Lazio, <laughs> which I say with great teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, Did you have any? uh, The next question was going to be Did you have any idols? And you've just mentioned said player. I think he's uh, probably we're the same age. I promise we won't say our ages on the podcast, (laughs) Um, but we are around the (laughs) same age. And I imagine we grew up watching Italian football around the same era. So I imagine your hero growing up was probably went probably into when he retired is probably the same as mine and you mentioned him I gather it's Il Capitano Francesco Totti
1: yes it is I mean look there's some other great players I loved watching Roma even in later years I'll give a shout out to uh, Nangalan even though Mm -hmm. he didn't spend so many years with Roma the way he played the game for him and the way we're playing now it's such a play it's such a unique player that we I would love to have in his prime right now playing for Roma Uh, so although Tati was my idol, I mean, there's so many other good players that played for Roma with Aldair, Cafu that I enjoyed watching. I even enjoyed, uh, Juan. Uh, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed so many players that played for Roma, but evidently Tati was the one from the beginning. I grew up watching him, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And it's hard to, after watching him, it's hard to idolize anybody else.
0: It is pretty much. He's one of a kind. He's a unique individual, probably on and off the pitch. Um, uh, just staying with one club, what was it? 93 to 2017. That's
1: 25 years. 25 well, it's 25 years. years essentially. Yeah. And he almost, I remember him almost getting loaned out to Sampdoria and yes, yeah. You know, yeah, they w- they went against the coach, fired him and that's where they hired Zeman and Tati became what he became. So,
0: there's there's a story. Now. Have you seen the two-hour documentary that was out? What was it? Oh, late 2020, I want to say. Um, I think it was done on Sky Italia. Have you managed to watch that at all?
1: Unfortunately not. I haven't. Uh, that. Thanks for the reminder, though. I, I definitely should take some time now that I'm on holidays yeah. to check
0: it out. Do it, because there's a backstory with that. They did this weird triangular tournament with... Ajax, Borussia Dor- uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and Roma. Uh, Totti was the, one of the stars of the show, and there, there was a rumor that he was going to be loaned to Sampdoria. And Roma were going to get the Finnish uh, attacking midfielder slash striker Yari Litmanen who went on to play for Liverpool. I want to say, did he play for Barcelona? And he won the UEFA Cup with um. Under Gerard Houllier at at Liverpool, and I think he starred in that wonderful Ajax side. So it really could have been a different story back in the uh, mid to late nineties if Totti did depart to to the Luigi Ferraris in Sampdoria. And just I wondered how his Roma career would have gone after that. It would have been like a sliding doors moment, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, same. Uh, it was something that obviously, like you mentioned, was very close to happening. And it could have been a different career path for, for Tati, really. Uh, I'm Look, obviously, as a Roma fan, uh, I'm glad he stayed. But it reminds me, Scott, of when... It, I believe it was in 2007, maybe the year is wrong, when Real Madrid was after Tati and mm-hmm. supposedly he was very close of joining. I would have been ha- happy for him... Even though he was my favorite player leaving my favorite club, I would have been happy for him if he would have went there. I I could be one of the only ones to be happy if he would have went to Madrid because I I would have liked to have seen how his career turned up playing for one of the absolute best clubs in the world uh, his, historically and maybe you know win a few more trophies and just see how he is on a global level mm. into let's say maybe you know neutral's perspective or people who don't watch tati as much because right now people what they think of tati is great player but he stayed with roma's whole career didn't win too much Mm. could he have done better so i actually would have would have wanted to see move on in his peak to real madrid i i I probably am the only one i call me crazy but (laughs) i i would have liked to have seen it for him personally
0: i think it was the summer of 04 i've got his autobiography in uh, which has been translated to english and i think it may have been not long after capello left then he was i would say pissed off and he wanted to go but he rejected it and signed a new deal and then Cassano went to real madrid and did Cassano things and screwed up his career. Things, yeah yeah he's <laughs> <You're
1: laughs> still um, doing Cassano things now oh,
0: yeah I, um, I, I don't speak italian or don't understand it as much as i wanted to i can get by but he seems like an absolute idiot um oh yeah i i
1: i I, I hear it i i speak and uh i understand italian um i wouldn't say as you know as fluently as i would be living there but yeah enough and yeah (laughs) listening to him oh man it's uh it's it's not it's not something you want to listen to really yeah, no, you just want to turn off the television or wherever you're watching, it, it's like, okay. It's he like, is it's, another, it's enough.
0: Yeah, he is another unique individual, a great talented player. Um imagine he's like a massive alpha in the dressing room. And I think his Roman spell was a bit hit and miss, but um less we talk about Cassano the better with his with his uh, off the field stuff. Um I asked this to Matteo. <laughs> um, did you have any problems trying to watch Serie A? in the nineties and uh, maybe early two thousands in Canada.
1: Oh, good question. Yes. Um, I actually listened to the podcast with, uh, that you had with Matteo, and yeah, we, uh, we had something similar here. So we would have Rye like yeah. everybody else for yeah. the Italian yeah. stations.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we
1: also had a, that's right. And we also had a Canadian station called TLN, which yeah. is uh Canadian Spanish. And they would, they're like Rye. They would show three games, um, a weekend or maybe four like three on a Sunday and one on a Saturday so mm. you couldn't you couldn't pick and choose what game you could watch you could only watch what was there so I will if Rome were on TV great if they were not on TV well it was tough but as we got on later in the 2000s uh, mid-2000s you know downloading games started to become mm. a thing streaming a little bit started to become a thing so it made it a little easier and i did as much as i could to watch every game possible so if i couldn't watch it live and i couldn't stream it i would actually download the game afterwards because people would uh record them and then put them online for you to download to watch on your computer but yeah i had the same problem uh three games a week a weekend maybe four and you couldn't choose what game you wanted to watch so you had to watch what was there
0: There was a website. I don't think the website's now available. I imagine, oh God, when did it go down? It must have went down about four years ago. I um, imagine we may have used the same website and same forum where you can download games. They used to download it like two gig. So you had this massive two gig file yep. of games. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to mention the website cause I do not want to get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> I know that probably the website <laughs> is completely gone, but yeah, I, we, I used to do that. Uh, like uh, for here in the UK, we had uh, Italian football on free to wear terrestrial TV. So it was on channel four from 92. 90- Two to two thousand and one, and they would show two games a week, and then a magazine show on Saturday morning, which was an hour long. They would show interviews, goals, the the highlights from the week before, and then it, it just bounced on from then. But and I I agreed, like I would do the same because I started supporting Roma in like oh4 so it I would try and follow the games on the internet and then try and find the highlights like the next day on like some websites. And then up to about from about 06 to probably about 10, 12 years ago, just streaming on some very dodgy websites. And then th- thankfully some like a good TV network here in the UK picked, picked it up. And then it's gone from strength, 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 strength. They, they now they show, I think now cause what, epiphany is what a month away and they're showing like six games that day on that wednesday and i think rome is one of them and they show what bt sport here in the uk show it so they used to show what six seven games a weekend and do a half hour weekly roundup went on the pro on the tv network tv station it was before during when covid was it was 10 games a weekend at some times and you're like oh, great, I've got nothing else to do because I can't go out and I'm on lockdown. I'm just going to watch 10 games of Serie A. About. you watch half of them, you think, I can't be bothered to watch the other five because I'm all footballed out. But I'm glad that other people have some same stories that me and Matteo had from, from a couple of weeks ago about trying to watch football <laughs> on some games in abroad, like I imagine in the U.S. and Canada, it was quite hard to watch games from about fifteen, twenty years ago because the internet was just in its oh, it, the, it rare its sufficient efficiency, it, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, it it definitely was. Uh, it, like it was it was a mess to get in the nineties, and it what's, what's funny is Calcio in the nineties was the biggest. I think it was oh, the biggest league yeah. in the world, but it just technology wasn't there, so. Uh, from the mid twenty ten, Scott, before streaming took over, because uh, another big thing was replay. Because here in Canada, mm. especially US, games are in the afternoon. Even in Champions League, Europa League games were in the afternoon, so it's hard when people are working. Mm. I would actually not look at, uh, not look at the score. And, um, I, I would work, you know, focus on finishing work. And then when I would come home, I would, uh, I would download the game to rewatch it as if I was watching live. So I tried not to miss as much as possible. That's how it was. But now that streaming came along, uh, starting with the zone, I believe it was 2017. Mm-hmm. You can get it on your phone, computer, no matter where you are, and you can just watch every game. And it's just, it's just been heaven for us. Um, it's funny, Scott, I'm going to, I just wanted to make a point with football in the UK. I actually lived in the UK for well, a you know, few it's... months uh a year or two before COVID. I lived in okay. London. I was doing a short course for um for school and um and I found it very expensive yeah, very expensive is, to yes. to yeah to to uh to get every, like every sport channel just to cover you know, all games, not only for Serie A, but even for Premier League. And it's funny enough is Premier League is obviously UK football. And I was just astounded how cheap it, it was in Canada, you know, compared to what it is in the UK.
0: It's ridiculous. So Sky, PT Sport, it was Premier League's Premier League, Premier League Sports, it's Premier Sports. It's now called, uh, it's something Vitality. Uh, they've st- changed their name. Uh, so sky and bt prices are just yes off the roof la liga tv was great you could uh, watch la liga tv for a month um i think it was like 6.99 a month or 9.99 a month and you would watch 10 games a week and you would get that and then you have highlights and stuff like that but sky bt sport prices are ridiculous yeah it's it i don't blame me joey it was a, that that is a very good topic to discuss um me and my friends have discussed it quite a lot in the years past where the price of football here in the uk is absolutely shocking the ticket prices for the games over here are, are even worse um I even paid, no, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I paid 22 euros for the Roma Monza game, and that's more, less than what I would pay to watch a, a League Two game here in the UK. It's roughly about 20 quid. So, yeah, you're not wrong. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's not astounding. It's just, it's just a fact. It's bloody annoying. And I, I feel your pain when you were over here pre COVID and then you had to go through this because a lot of us do go through and it's ridiculous the price of football here in the UK is absolutely shocking
1: oh it it definitely is and I would think the demand is so high that you know the 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 broadcasters would be competing or would be wanting to sell these off because there's such a demand, but it's really not the case. And it's just, it's just so much cheaper in Canada. I can get Serie on Premier League. We get it on one app now called Fubo TV mm-hmm. and it's a hundred dollars a year Canadian, oh, wow. which is like. Maybe like sixty to seventy pounds, and yeah. even at that, you can share it. So I share, you know, I share mine with uh, my my older sister, my, the other football fan. So we, we we split we split the costs. So that's what it costs per year to get every Serie A and Premier League game. So here it's extremely cheap compared to out there.
0: Can I move to Canada for the price in the football? It's probably a lot different, and probably enjoy some hey, CPR.
1: You can, <laughs> you, you can, you can enjoy some MLS uh, yeah. in the cold weather. So.
0: Yeah. So who won that? LAFC won the, on the penalty shootout. L- LAFC. Yeah. Six weeks ago. I remember watching the penalty shootout and that was bonkers. Um, do you get to watch match of the MLS or the, the Canadian Premier League? Which is what is it? The Canadian the CPO is, is it just a couple of years old C- now?
1: It is. I don't watch any Canadian Premier League. I can't go. I barely, barely uh, keep attention towards the MLS. So if I had to go to Canadian Premier League, I would. Just the quality of football isn't isn't there yet. Different. I do watch okay. a little bit of the MLS because our hometown team is uh, Montreal FC. Mm-hmm. So uh, they made look. They made second place, and uh, they they did well. But in the end, in the playoffs against New York, they kind of bottled it. So. But I mean, they, they had a competitive year, but even MLS, I, I, I don't watch that much. I'll casually watch if I'm with other people, but I, I can't say that I, I'm an MLS supporter. Really, it's Roma and Serie A, and I'll, I even do watch some Premier League football, but I can't say I watch MLS that much.
0: Do you, do you actually get to watch, do you actually go to games at all? Yeah, oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. been
1: uh, this year, uh, but I've been. Uh, I the last game I went to was was pre-COVID, was pre-COVID. But I, I've been to I've been to a bunch of games. They're not very expensive here, so it's good on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon to go to a game just to enjoy it. It's it's a fun atmosphere.
0: Yes, yeah, you got what is it? The Impact, uh, Vancouver yeah. Whitecaps, and Toronto. And
1: Toronto, that's Toronto. right. Who- and we're impact fans so we we hate toronto (laughs) so we're the rivals
0: i I, there's a player who plays for vancouver ryan gould i like to keep an eye out he's a scottish scottish international i think he he, he's wonderful and i think he did well when he first joined there um sorry guys we are talking about mls it's probably not the great stuff to talk about i don't mind watching it because it's on not a bad time over here in the uk it's on with like nine to eleven or As you're dozing off to go to bed, like some games, I think, over the summer, I managed to catch a little bit. So like, excuse me, so like Atlanta FC and stuff like that, the two New York clubs and then LAFC. The LA games are like they're on at like four in the morning i'm like nah i'm going to bed i'm going to bed i'm not it's too late
1: the time difference is it's it's way too much yeah between la and the uk yeah i
0: think it's like six seven hours because i've been out there to watch the wrestling and the the time difference to here is like sam fran was the worst it was eight hours and the jet lag afterwards was horrific but um who's the coach now of the impact
1: uh, it was actually this guy named Wilfred Nancy, but they uh, just, yes, um, uh, I he him, went yeah. to Columbus.
0: Oh, really? To yeah, he went,
1: to, he went to Columbus. Yeah, he went to the crew. Uh, I don't know if they fired him or he just decided that he wanted to move club. But we're, we're going to go through a tough period because all our good players that made us competitive are all leaving. Mihailovic wow. went, to, uh, went to the Netherlands and uh, Alistair Johnson, who played for Team Canada at the World Cup. Went to Celtic. Uh, Wanyama's leaving, so oh, wow. so he's uh, gone it's to Scotland. It's not looking good for us.
0: Uh, so he's gone up, gone north of the border. Yeah, of just, he's gone yeah. oh, to wow to play for. Uh, yep. and- Posta Kologlu, which I always butcher his name. He's gonna if he's playing for Celtic, he's gonna enjoy playing over there because Ange is a very, very good coach. Um, yeah, Wanya, I was surprised Wanyama went there, but no, uh, MLS is a sleeper. No, league,
1: it's not Wanyama. It's uh, Johnson that went to oh, oh, no, Celtic. No. It's Wanyama, Alex Johnson.
0: Yeah, Wanyama, He's ex Celtic. He used to play there, but yeah, he's. he's do you say he's also leaving or as well? He's leaving. Yeah, he's yeah. leaving. I was surprised he went there, but no. Um MLS is a sleeper league. A lot of people over here in the UK do watch it because it's on the weird times and if you've got nothing else to watch and you just want a little bit of a football fix. It's it's to be honest, it's it's a league that I'm I i do not mind watching. I know quite a lot of Americans don't and Canadians don't really wanna watch it, but if it's on I'll watch it. It's I think it's not the retirement league that it was probably six, seven years ago, you've got some good South American and some young Canadian and American talent coming through. So I don't mind watching it. I think it's a league that is on the up. It's not going to, like fight for was it the mexican league which for many years i still don't has, has not got a british market we cannot watch the mexican league over here or many south american football but i digress i digress i digress um one of my next questions before we talk about roma and the current roma team have you managed to go out to italy to watch a couple of roma games or Serie A games in general
1: yeah, I've actually been to, I used to go to Italy, uh, starting from 2015 or 16, mm-hmm. be, obviously before COVID, I was out there, uh, every year. Uh, it's easy. I had family. I actually have friends in Rome that I made that I, I try to link up with if I go to Italy. Uh, and I've been to Rome about four or five years straight. And I went to, I've been to five Roma games. Nice. So in, in the Stadio Olimpico Serie A matches, actually four Serie A matches and one Champions League match. So, uh experiences obviously i'll never forget and something i can never experience here and i went to I had to say this on pod, I went to probably one of the best Roma games in the last little while. Everyone remembers Pellegrini's introduction to Rome with his back heel against Lazio in the derby. Don't tell was, me you went oh, I was actually that. at that I oh. was at, I was at that game. The Pastore injury and then Pellegrini yeah. comes on for the back heel then the fazio mistake that leads to the to the immobile goal which then color answers with a free kick and then yeah. fabio uh fazio redeems himself with the header i was actually at that game
0: what was it like being at a derby because that because that derby was played at saturday 3 p.m i've i remember that because we couldn't watch it over here and i was at a game myself so i had to watch it Three hours later, on a streaming website which took over the rights for Italian football, what's the atmosphere like at a derby? I really wanted to know the details.
1: It's it's crazy 70 over 70,000 fans just screaming. Uh, I, it's even hard to put into words, Scott. It was just such a great atmosphere. Um, it was that was my third Roma game, yeah, because I went to two before and I thought. Uh, the the one before may have topped it because I went to Totti's last season. That was my first time being in Italy. Mm. I went to his uh, one of one of his games in his final season, and he actually scored the the winning free kick. It was against uh, Sampdoria.
0: Oh, the, and, the rain affected uh, game.
1: Uh, yeah, the hail. Yeah.
0: So the hail. God, yeah. Uh,
1: that was the first Roma game I went to in Italy. Oh, it's wow. funny because they actually came. Yeah, they actually came to Canada that summer and they played the Impact in yeah. a friendly. That was my first time seeing Roma like uh, in my life. But I went that summer. I already planned to go that summer to go to Italy and watch them. And I went to the the game that hailed, and I thought um, that was it was happened on September 10th, I think, or 11th, and that was the last. My last day in Italy. The next day, I was flying out, and there were talks about the game being, being um, moved halted. Yeah, being moved because they couldn't they couldn't get the field in time for the second half. And I was I had so many emotions because I didn't know I was so angry and sad because I was like, I can't believe I won't be able to finish this game. But luckily, they were able to. Uh, Tati had that wonderful assist to the the one time over the top where he tied the game. Because uh, Sam Doria were up at the time two one, and then Tati had the penalty kick in the in the added on time, and it, I thought that would have been the craziest. But then coming up, like like you mentioned in your question, how was the the atmosphere? I come to the derby game, and it was just uh, I, I, it was just incredible, incredible, Scott. And and it seems Scott every game I go to, it, it seems there's always some sort of like controversy or something that happens. There's never been a normal type of game of football i i mean i went to the inter game the one where perotti got his foot stomped on and everybody oh, was complaining yeah. to the oh. to the referees and they lost 3-1 i also went to the kaliyati game where Kalyanich scored in the 90 uh first minute this was 2019 yeah. the year before 20. COVID. Yeah. yeah he scored in the to win yeah to win the game uh but they called they called it back i forget I forget who it was that was on the floor that they have to stretch him off, but everyone oh, knew he was gosh, faking yeah. it. He went to the hospital. Yeah, I went to a lot of crazy games. But out of all those, yeah, the atmosphere from the Derby was just uh, was just it was just incredible. It's something you have to experience, Scott. Really. Uh, I like I want to go back now, just, just going back to a derby game.
0: It's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. I spoke to a uh, so she was a waitress at were at the hotel I was staying at for. I went to the Monza game in August. I met up with Sterling, who was in Rome. Um, so I uh, she she lived in London for a couple of years. She had this Cockney Italian accent. I was like, I did you live in London? Because she's got this broad Cockney London accent, which you probably would have picked up or heard when you when you were over here. And she said. In the area which is closer to the football stadium where I was staying in, which is the Ponte Milvo area, it's just that whole part of Rome is on lockdown for about two hours because it's manic and it's crazy at the derby. It's something I would love to do. Uh, what was the European game you went to? Or was it the I went area game?
1: Yeah, I went to the uh, the cha- Champions League game. It was always a goal of mine to go to a Champions League game. And so um, the week I was in Rome for the Derby, they played Champions League that same Tuesday, um, and they played Victoria Pelsen. and mm-hmm. they they walloped them five zero. Zecco and Klaver scored uh, that game, and it was just and I just wanted to be there and hear the anthem live, the Champions League anthem. So that was the non Serie game I went to, but five zero Roma. It was a great atmosphere not like the derby not as many people I mean it was about maybe half the people but I was glad Roma put in a good performance that game and uh they just they they did what they needed to do and uh, I was I was just glad to be there to listen to the anthem and watch them they scored a bunch of goals so it was, it was an, it was a great game to watch as a Roma
0: fan I went to the Sesca game not Champions League group, and it's it's brilliant, isn't it? Just to hear that anthem, it it's, it gives you goosebumps. I remember I've done two Roma Champions League games, one against Real Madrid in 2016, where Ronaldo scored, and who else scored? Uh, I think it was Lucas Vasquez in the the last uh, last sixteen. It was one of Spalletti's first games back after. Rudy Garcia got fired, um, and I did the Sesca game. Champions League games are, are excellent. Um, are you planning to go out there again anytime soon? Maybe in this, maybe next year. I know it's probably. I,
1: I think so. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think it's uh, it's been, it's been a, a while now. My last Roma game and trip to Italy was uh, 2019 pre-COVID. So yeah, I, I definitely plan if I don't make it by any games at the end of the season, I'll, uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be going, uh, next season for sure. I've always, I've always liked, like, I, I like the Roma community in Twitter. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always down to go. And if I ever, if I ever see anybody there from the, you know, the people I interact with on social media. Cause I interact with a lot of Rome fans. There's not as many around here. Uh, Scott here, there's a lot more Juventus fans. Oh, so God. I kind of feel like, uh, I'm, I'm, yes, unfortunately that's, <laughs> that's how it is. So <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's
1: like in Italy, right? It's in Turin. They're all Turin fans, but everywhere outside of Turin is Juventus fans. Juventus, that's that's yeah. really, yeah, it's really, it's really how it is. I mean, obviously Juve have dominated Syria for so long. There's a lot of them here. You, you find some, uh, good, we have a, a good supporter of Milan fans as well here, but you find a lot of them there's not many Roma fans, so i I interact more with them online than I do uh, than i when I do face to face so uh i've I plan to go next year, and if anyone's ever going to a game or ever want to do a meetup i mean i'm I'm always available so i I've met a lot of a lot of people at the stadium so far, and uh, just nice meeting Roma fans from everywhere.
0: It's a warmth it's a warmth experience. Um so I did the Goretz game, um, which was one of the most bonkers games of football I've I've seen in a long, long while while watching Roma. It awful first half, then Roma just scored two two interesting penalties and then the disallowed goal was the, the the sending off and then Zaniolo scoring right at the end it took me 45 minutes to get back to my hotel which is normally a 10 minute walk um but you get to meet a lot of like interesting characters and just some very nice people like i had five young lads sat behind me italian but they spoke really good english and they just spoke to me after the game and said did you enjoy your time here um you're going to come here anytime soon it's such a lovely city it's like in this broken italian english they must have been 13, 12, 13, 14. And it was just really wonderful to see like the taxi driver that I had when going into, to where I was staying in Rome, spoke really good English and spoke. He goes, are you here for the football? And yeah, I'm a Roma fan from the UK. So you do get that warmth and that they want to talk to football about you. It's a football country. Um, they won the world cup plenty of times. Like I know the last time was no six. They won the euros last year. Um, like football is really a, a hot topic to talk about in Italy, and they really like talking about it. And you just get that warmth experience, and you just think, I can't wait to go back. Like in my head, I'm like, Do I go back in March? Do I go back in April? Ticket prices are ridiculous at the moment, but the stadium is going to be sold out. Like I had a panic thinking, Am I going to get a ticket for this game? Why should I? Might get a ticket for Roma Monza. It's not going to sell out, is it? Fuck me, it sold out in about a couple of hours after I tried to get tickets. There was like 65,000 in there. And that was a Tuesday night game. Roma won 3 0. And there was like, it's that that factor is back again, isn't it, Joey? Like people want to go out to Rome and to watch football. And it's great to see. Oh, for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. I uh, I mentioned my experience um, watching the derby between Roma Lazio, and that o- that had over 70,000. But now you're getting that, Scott every game every game and watching it from home it's like yeah I, I have the same thought of you as this okay when am i gonna go to when am i gonna go to italy next when am i going to rome next i gotta watch a game like mm-hmm. imagine seeing seventy thousand roma versus Lecce. it's like it's incredible the the support out there imagine go picking any game and you're gonna get that atmosphere every single game so i have the same thinking as you it's like when am i going next uh, i gotta go back i gotta watch I got to watch another game. Like, I got to be there while this is happening. It's just like I feel it watching it from home. So I can just imagine being there. And obviously, a motivation factor. And we're going to get into the current team. Mm. One of my current favorite players, even before I joined Rome, was Dibala. So I have to, like Tati, I have to make it a goal to go watch and play for my favorite team. So, and just with 70,000, 60,000 to 70,000 other people. Uh, it's just it's just something I want to experience again. It's been forever, but I have the same thoughts of you, Scott. It's like I always like okay, I want to go back soon. Is it <laughs> going to happen? Like I got to plan it.
0: Yeah, I wanted to do a couple of games last season. So, like, uh, so one of the, the Europa Conference League games, I was like, do I go to the Bodo Glimp game or the Salernitana game? Tickets were only thirty euros or thirty five euros in one of the stands okay, I'll wait until next year. I'll wait until next year. And then there was like, the Leicester game, 110,000 people were in a queue trying to get tickets for that that Europa Conference League semi-final second leg. And I was thinking, okay, I'll wait until next year. I was like, one of 109,513. And I was like... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people wanting to pay a lot of top euros or top dollar for for that. But hopefully Joe, you actually go out next year or maybe the year after and, and just get to witness it, witness it because there's a, uh, it's because it's I did two games this, this season and it's, it's really, really good. It's, it's really, it, the stadium fills out really, really quickly. It's like, when I went with Sterling, I got into the game got into the ground twenty minutes before kickoff, and it was like still ten thousand or so, still trying to get in. Like up until kickoff, it was jam packed. But I hopefully you get to witness it in the next uh, next few months. Um, should we dial, Should we go into the current Roma? I know it's pretty much a sore subject for Ro- Roma fans at the moment during the World Cup break. Um
1: yeah i'm don't. ready for the pain <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i'll be your, your psychiatrist at the moment uh just, <laughs> just lay on the couch and just vent your thoughts i don't want to get into trouble with with a particular fan base which has hit uh, hit this podcast uh, quite a lot over the last six or seven months because you cannot criticize anyone um yep. their lord and savior uh, if you do you get blocked or getting a, a torrent of abuse but Thankfully, the World Cup is on and we don't have to talk about it. What were your thoughts on this Roma, this season and up to date, up until the the dreadful Torino game, what was it, five weeks ago, um, where everything happened in the final five minutes. Dybala came on, t- changed the game, won a penalty, didn't bother taking it, missed penalty, Matic then scored right at the end. Bonkers, but... As a fan of of Roman, probably as, as long as you supported them as probably as long as me, do you expect where they are in the table? You expect to finish in that position, or did you expect a bit more from this Roma and Mourinho second season with all the players I, that brought in? Sorry,
1: I uh, I predicted them so beginning of the season. I predicted them to finish fourth. Uh, so Ooh. far, I've been totally wrong because okay. I picked. Napoli to finish fifth but
0: oh god <laughs> I,
1: well I mean I, yeah. I didn't think uh, Cavara would be you know what he is so a- a- anyways it's just a bad prediction but I ended up predicting Roma to be fourth given everybody they brought in um, even if it was free agents or not they brought in players that were were supposed to help the team mm-hmm. and yeah they've done their part uh, apart from Wijnaldum but yeah. I I cannot have predicted all of these injuries yes it's a Roma thing to always get injured, but it's not something you can predict every year. You you predict this is a team that's going in. How will they do? I don't, pre- you know, I can't predict that. Wijnaldum in his second training with Roma right after the uh, Salernitana game, just before Cremonese, he's going to get injured. So, even barring all that, it's it's a little disappointing, especially offensively. I thought they'd be a little higher the table. Um, a little higher, being fourth, but they're not that far. They're only three points. But I gotta say, disappointing. Maybe not as much in the results. It's it's the way that Roma are playing that is just so so frustrating to watch. I I don't know what it is. I'm gonna echo. Uh, look, I listen to you guys all the time, and I hear Imran talk about it. There's something with the attack that is disappointing. That is just something that is not working between the fours. It's as if they don't know where they are or where they're going to be or where they're supposed to be. It's not like a, a system-type play. It seems more like free-flowing and then whatever comes with it. It's, it's very individual, if mm-hmm. that's the right way to put it. Yeah, they, they don't play yeah. together or cohesively together. Um, I think the only one that does it is DiBala. But again, as a team fighting for champions, you cannot – rely on one player so uh defensively I've been I've been happy I think it's besides uh besides the Udinese game there may have been one other game I don't think Roma conceded more than more than a goal per game if I'm not mistaken besides Udinese which is a really which is really tough and they they played inter Juve uh Napoli along the way and they didn't give up more than a goal
0: No. They also, I think a couple of weeks later, they drew with Atalanta in that crazy game where they were 2-0 down and brought it back to 2-2. They've been the surprise team and then they've fallen off. I agree with you. Look, we've talked about it until we're blue in the face. It's like there's a structural problem. And I think uh, I saw on John's website on Roma Press that Jose wants to switch to a back four which I'm more than happy to. And then I saw that Juve and Inter want Chris Smalling. And I'm thinking we're going to see Mancini and Banez as a, as a two. And I'm thinking, Oh God, no, <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I would rather see Smalling and Banez, but for me, I think Mancini would be great as a defensive midfielder, like in a four, three, three or four, two, three, one. He's done it before. He's got all the technical attributes. He did it before under Paulo Fonseca um but if you play football manager as i do he's got like a uh he's hot headed i think he's got a, something about oh what was it he's got a rating out of 19 out of 20 of, and it's like fouls. Aggression, that's it. Aggressional mentality. Thank you, Joey. I was trying to think, is it aggression? Yeah, he's got a a rating of 19 out of 20 on aggression, so you know he's going to pick up yellow cards, and it's mirroring life. But I, yeah, I thought the same as you. I don't want a as and Mancini as a two, which means that... No, I
1: I definitely... I I definitely don't. uh, It it is scary. I actually... It's good you brought that up about Cristante. I actually think... Him at DM for what we needed, he's been, it it, it was one of the more positive, uh, I guess, positive players playing at that spot since Mm. Fonseca because besides him, I think everybody has been, um, it's too early about Matic, but, you know, he's only there for a job. But as a starter, I think everybody else is disappointing. And yeah. I don't think I want to see him in a back four. He's a little too reckless. I'm a huge Ibanez fan. I, Same. I I I care. I yes, I care the mistake he made against Lazio. That happens, but you got to look at the good he's done. He uh, look. I, um, I I studied a bit in uh, advanced analytics and statistical, and I obviously wanted to put this in a football aspect. So I read these uh, a lot because I'm very interested. And Ibanez was one of the better ball. Uh, progressors in Europe, like carrying the ball forward as a defender, he's up there. And it's a, it's a stat we absolutely need because we don't have too many that come from our back. Let's say our back, uh, our back seven, mm. you know, if let's say there's, there's, there's a three up front or even our back six, if there's six guys, I don't think too many progress the ball as well as he does. And he does it as a center back. Uh, I, I don't find we build well and that's not on a, on he who will not be named it's not you know it's not on the code. <laughs> it's not on I him, just think no. it's no on the quality of players we don't do well building from the back as a as a team and if there's one guy that it can at least break a line like you know break a forward press I think it's him so for for yes those couple mistakes he's done you got to look at the good that Ibanias has done, so I'm I'm coming on here to defend him a little bit. Sorry if I'm rambling about it. Just oh, no, you know, no, I've no. seen it all. No, I've seen it funny. all the time. People like you know, people want to get rid of Ibanias with one mistake. It's like you know, it's hard to find a guy who who can do what he does, and he does it very well, even in 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 a pressured situation. The guy knows how to even get fouls. If you never notice how he oh God, he yeah. pushes with his back, and but he always gets it. It's a skill. In the end, it's a skill because not many players are able to get that. So I, I think he'll be a really good defender for Roma. I I don't you know I don't think Roma fans should really uh, give up on him as they are because you know he does make these mistakes. But I mean, he is still very young, and in mm. a back four, you're you're going to need those type of players if you want to build properly. You're definitely going to need some of those players, especially him, because Chris Smalling is is not great with the ball at his feet. We all know that.
0: No, he's he's got great recovery and then
1: you don't know what's gonna go right exactly he's there to defend no nonsense and you look mm-hmm. at our our fullbacks with zaleski spina Celic, and wool i mean we don't know what's going on Carzo, yeah. but it seems like he's gonna leave he's gone it, it doesn't seem yeah it doesn't seem spina like he's like what he was pre-form uh so th- it's you need somebody to build a, you need somebody to help push that ball forward and I think he's one of the key guys to do it and if Wijnaldum obviously come back so I know the season's been disappointing but that's one of the bright spots and there's been a few obviously Dybala's been a bright spot mm-hmm. uh, when he's played uh, the attack has been like we mentioned has been awful uh, Zaniolo's trying to dribble with uh, you know through six seven guys Abraham he, I, that game against Verona where he missed that chance. I mean, oh I don't know how yeah. much more to defend them, but
0: yeah,
1: it's hard. It's hard to watch. They just don't link. Um, but what's funny, Scott, is I mentioned Zagnolo. Yes, he's been disappointing, but did you by chance watch him in an Italy uh, game against Norway, the friendly? I wanted to watch them because of soul in, which I'm sure we'll, we'll mention yeah. later, but Italy played Norway.
0: Did you I happen I, I to watch that no, game at all? No, this re- no, sorry. <laughs> when was this if, you in ever, if you ever if you ever get a chance, in, just was you, this in November? It was in November. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. pretty much switched off. If you off. ever
1: get a chance just to watch highlights or to watch just like a short highlight of Zagnolo, watch how different he played in Italy to how he played in Roma. You will be surprised. He was moving, he gets the ball, he might maybe will dribble one guy, or if he gets the ball, he was linking up so well with forwards. And I'm like, why is he not doing this at Roma? I didn't understand. Like he's keeping the ball at Roma, thinking he's got to go through three, four, five players. He he goes to Italy and he's passing the ball. It's like I've never seen I never seen such good link up play with Zagnolo before. I'm like, where is this at Roma? So I know it's there. The 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 potential is there. It's just a matter of these guys putting it all together to have a better second half of the season. This is mm. why the frustrating part comes in. And again, sorry for rambling.
0: No, just, nice. I nice don't fun.
1: know. I don't know why these players in other situations are doing so well, and in Rome they feel like they feel like they're entitled because I don't know if they're the kings of Rome or they feel like they're the best players and they got to do it themselves. But I think that's hurting them. They need to just rely on each other and find some sort of way to play the ball with each other to make it work and score more goals, create opportunities for one another, whether you have the ball or you don't uh, create space for each other. I mean, I, I enjoy following Manchester city in the premier league and cause I, I like Pep Guardiola as a coach. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have the ball, they're making themselves available or moving for them. I just find Roma. And again, this is on the players they're not doing that as much as I've seen them do when they play elsewhere, so when is playing elsewhere, he's making runs for people. which he he does for Roma I mean I mean he does do that stretch the back line, but you know guys are getting open for each other when they do not have the ball in rome i I don't know what it is there, there's something not you know cohesively working with that attack that they have, and yeah, I mean. Uh, there's it's not much more I could say. That's that's how no. I viewed the the <laughs> beginning of the season. So yeah. games against Lecce, I mean, you're up a man, even though you won two one. You're you, you don't. You, you, I don't know. I don't know how you don't put three four past them. The attack mm-hmm. looked dreadful. All those games look at the beginning. It looked promising. Salernitana and Cremonese. I know they won one zero Scott, but they created so win- many chances. They were win, unlucky. Yeah.
0: yeah, to start the season with two yeah, wins but I'm they, pretty they.
1: Right, but those games, Scott, they actually created a lot it of chances. Did. Yeah, like the the XG, which I know you guys spoke about a lot. Like those actually we, merited we the games against Cremonese. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like game against Cremonese, <laughs> Salernitana, Atalanta, that merited the oh, XG. I think yeah, that's correct. Did. But other games where they, you know, other games where they they had three XG, but they scored one goal, and they and you know, people watch, uh, people are saying, how did Roma not score more? I I always think to myself, and my reaction is: Did you guys watch the game? Mm-hmm. Although they, they look, they should have scored three XG. Did you actually watch it? Because it doesn't seem like they were going to score three goals that game. Not the way they're playing. It just that that's why it's a bit. It, it's a and I like analytics, Scott. It's a stat taken a little too far in Roma's context. It's not something that that really is showing evidence of how Roma plays. You have to watch them. They've been frustrating just to watch, and they don't look like a team that w- was going to score more than one goal in the past, especially in the past few
0: games. I completely agree. Um, we could talk about XG, but we could talk about two hours about XG. <laughs> it's, a, it's a moot point. Um, I completely agree. That Atalanta game, so that was, what, three months ago before the was it late September international break for uh, Nations League uh, yeah. that's the most frustrated I've been watching Roma for a long time um, I'm oh, still I was, I was still baffled how Roma didn't manage to sc- sc- scrape a point is probably a bit harsh get anything out of that game I think didn't they have like 24 shots on target um, it, it's a number I'm plucking out of thin air um Tommy missed that chance uh, late in the first half Eldor Shamaradov missed two, not missed one and chances yeah the header at the back post I- Iba- Ibanez, Ibanez. Yeah, you can the, you can go
1: on and on <laughs> we missed we squ- missed a lot yeah,
0: the square pass to Belotti where a- uh Shemarov really because I just went nah I'm having this I know you want your first Serie A goal but we need to get something out of this there's games but then there's and as you rightly said there's been other games where it's been utter dross like the Sampdoria game the The team that's been one of the worst Sampdoria teams that I have witnessed and I fear they will go down and play Serie B football along with their, their bitter rivals Genoa who just sacked their coach and then benched the a player because he's on a a rape charge in Portanova and he, i i can't believe they said they were going to play him and then a day later they benched him um that's a story that i think needs to be more more said and more written about but Sampdoria was, was dross one nil penalty the hellas game we you mentioned it 3-1 but it was what Valparte scoring in the 88th minute and then Al scoring that wonder wonder goal right near the end in the 91st Tammy missing three chances and then Zanioli scored late in the first half and then there's the Torino game which I think that's one of the worst performances under Jose Mourinho if I'm not mistaken oh, it from, in Serie A I'm not going to mention the, the games last season but it's at times it's been really good and it's been really interesting like up until the Inter Milan game it was really, really good. You, it was a bit hit and miss. Like there was chance. Like the Empoli game, I think was two weeks later after the, the Lecce game, where you said the Lecce game, you're up two one against a, a team that are uh, a bit bold. They like to attack. They've got two quick wingers. Uh, I think the uh, one of them got substituted late on, but he did give. I think he gave Seleski a lot of problems in that game. Uh, you're up two one. You still play three at the back. You don't need to play three at the back against ten men. And
1: they they had a
0: yeah, I, they had a red card. Yeah, the, the which shouldn't have been a red card. It was a bit harsh on the foul on And then there's the Torino game, and there's been other games. The Udinese game was just a well, blip.
1: Yeah, I mean that happens, Scott. Mm. Um, and you mentioned the the. Uh, you mentioned the Torino game. I, I I wanted to make sure I mentioned this on the podcast. So one of the most disappointing things I've seen of Roma, maybe not as many people have mentioned it, was Bellotti taking the penalty yeah, against I Torino. Agree. Why, yeah. why was it disappointing for me? I'll, the, the way I'm going to explain this is I really, the one thing, the season may have been disappointing so far, but the one thing I could have said is I still felt Roma, and they still have, Grew, uh, grew in mentality, which has been a big problem in Rome for I, I can't since I've been watching. They've had this such a mental problem of getting over the line or meeting an objective. I thought with with Jose Mourinho they really built on that. I mean, they won mm-hmm. the Conference last year. Everybody was happy. I still think they're 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 far you know they're further ahead than what they were. Mm-hmm. But what kind of made them regress a little was a, a champion, uh, a team. That wins and is a champions team, you know. That wins titles, uh, you know, UCL or uh, the Europa League. Uh, champions do not do what Roma did. Roma kind of regressed a little in that sense. To send Balotti, who has been poor, out of form, to take a penalty shot because he wants to score against his old team and he wants to score his first goal in Syria. To me, that that is not that is not a a Champions League, that's not Champions League mentality, or that's not a winning mentality in my opinion. You're just trying to, okay, I get it. You want to get the guy a goal, but that's not not the time to do it. You need to make Champions League. Your best player is on the field, just got back. He worked his ass off to get back on the field, and you don't give Dybalo the penalty. I know they still scored, Scott, but that's something that in my mind just... Has not sat well since the break that mm. they decided to give Bellotti the penalty. Scott, you knew he's out of form. Like I'm, like he's oh, missing yeah. this for sure. I'm like, yep. he, he's out of form. The guy cannot score a goal right now. And you're telling me to save Roma a point. You're gonna give the ball to him just because he wants his first goal and to score against his old team. I'm like, that's that's not the time to do it. You need the points. Like champions give it to their best players, and that's something that that kind of like. Shocked me a little bit, and I really hope it's not something we see in the future. These type of decisions that 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 evidently could cost Roma
0: points. I completely agree. Um, there were some questions that needed to be answered after that game, and I think that was one of the main questions. And I don't know what was said probably in the locker room, uh, but Matic saved Roma about two and a half minutes later with that lovely drive. Um, but it could have been a lot worse and it could have been it could have been a lot better. But yeah, you could have just gave the penalty to the Barlow and just think, but he did get injured taking a penalty, what, five weeks before against Lecce? And I'm thinking, have you ever seen a footballer get injured taking a penalty, Joey? That's got to be no, one of the I... most first times I've ever seen it happen in close to 30 years watching this weird and wonderful sport
1: uh it it's the first time I've seen it and I've always said well if it's gonna happen something strange or some sort of strange injury it already it's gonna happen to Roma I mean yeah gonna, started yeah. it off so might as well continue with our other best player which is DiBala.
0: yeah it, the team you support if you see a player get injured taking a free kick a corner or a set piece or a, or a scoring penalty you they're thinking what the hell is going on um Joey, I've got two final questions. Um, one is about the what you thought, or what you're thinking about 2023. And um, what are your overall thoughts on Jose's time with Roma so far? Well, we're a season and a half in. We have, we've got progression. We've got two fan bases, which split opinions. There are some very nice Jose Mourinho fans on social media, and there's some not. Um, but... He's, he's won the trophy with Roma. He's got this winning mentality. He's got this wonderful pedigree of all the clubs he's supported. And he's he's got this aura. He's got sent off a few times, um, which, yeah, he really shouldn't have. And that happened in the last league game. But what were your what's your overall thoughts on Josie? Because I thought, yeah, it should work in Italian football. But 18 months down the line-ish, what are your thoughts so far? Oh, I hope I don't
1: uh, piss off too many fans. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm nor a, a, a hater, want Jose Mourinho out, mm-hmm. nor am I saying he's the savior of the club. I'm really in between. I think he's done some good and I think he's done from some bad. And I'm giving my fair and honest opinion about him. He's done great with the defensive line. He's done great with the mentality he, he gives us this thing about this us against the world, which may be a little too much, uh, but maybe that's what's needed to get Roma to what they want to be. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know that part. Um, I do love his cameos, you know, where he gets sent off. Like, I, at least I get some, some comedy out of it. Like, I mean, that's pretty funny to see, but overall, as a coach, I mean, he's done, he's done okay. I can't say he's done great. I can't say he's done bad. Look, he won us a conference league. Like, I mean, that's, that's wonderful. How did we play getting to the end of the conference league? It's not something sustainable. Like, you know, you beat Leicester, yes, you beat Feyenoord, mm. but you're holding on for, I find you're kind of holding on for dear life, but he did it. He won it. I mean, teams win that way. It happens. But then, but then you're coming to this season and You expect, you know, with so many good attacking options, you expect better at the attack. And that's where, of course, he's been disappointing. So he's been okay, okay to good, but nothing great, nothing where I say he changed, he has changed Roma's history in any way. He's got to fix the attack, but I will say I'm very, I'm happy if the rumors are true that he is trying his absolute best to get the best out of this attack and looking to switch finally from that three-man back line. If he does it, then, you know, I, I'll give him props for, for at least attempting, you know, some mm-hmm. coaches may have said, no, you know, this is the, the best I can be. Uh, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be too optim not too optimistic, but I don't want to, I don't want to try something that can really ruin us. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be too adventurous as what, you know, I can say he's like, he, he could be a coach that said, no, I want to play it safe with a three-man backline. But if the rumors are true, he's really trying his best to fix the attack. Like, that's good on him. At least he's trying to progress. So, but I, I can't say he's been like a game-changing coach for us.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I, I was excited when he came in. I think he's done well. Uh, with the squad he had. Remember last season, this squad was not broken, but it had two years of Fonseca and Roma put all their eggs in the basket of the Europa League in 2021 and got to the semi final. Man United destroyed them in 30 minutes at Old Trafford. It was 2 2. And then a half hour later, it was 6 2. And then Roma's form capitulated from March to pretty much the end of the season that team was not broken but it needed to be fixed and jose won us a, a conference league um got so much shit about it from lazio fans last season sorry jerry, Man- in it. sorry jerry mancini i know you i love you i love your banter on on the on the uh on, on the twitter but enjoy that competition next season. You're above us in the league, but enjoy enjoy that competition next <laughs> season. Um, I love Jerry. Jerry's wonderful on, on Twitter. He, he, he gives it, but he loves to take it back uh, with the with the banter. Uh, but yeah, um, he's got this like mentality. I know some commentators who may commentate on Italian football don't really like it. There's there's, I hate the a words, the gender. There's no agenda. He brings this fan base, which can split opinions. Like, like I said earlier, there's some quite nice Mourinho fans. I've had some interactions with them. Um, I got blocked by one the other week. <laughs> I was in, <laughs> as I was about to fly out to Rome to watch the Ludigratz game. I had to message him around going, I've just been blocked by this person. and he just went back. Yeah, he's a Jose fan. I thought, ah, okay, fair enough. I was like, what have I done? Uh, I may have pissed off some people on social media, but I just feel this last six weeks, uh, this Roma team have underachieved. And it, I know what has happened off the field with Rick Carstor. I'm I'm not going to bring that up because I think me and Matteo went blue in the face talking about it and I probably don't want to repeat what what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I don't like uh, throwing people under like your players under the bus in in public. I know he does it and he's done it to get a reaction. But as, as you said, if he's trying to fix a formation to get something to work, I know other coaches in the past just been like, no, this is my way. We're playing three, five, two or three, four, three, three, four, two, one. I'm not going to fix it. It's not my fault. It's the players, but, I will give Jose more time if he wants to adapt and play like a 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1. He played a 4 3 3 when he first went to Chelsea and Chelsea stormed the league and they only conceded 17 goals. They had he had Robin, Duff, Good Johnson, Drogba. Um, he needs just to find a tune at that attack because that attack has been pitiful and Abraham. Balotti have been struggling. Zaniolo's been hit and miss, but when he's on form, he's wonderful. And when he plays against a team who has a high line, you give him the ball and get him in behind that defence, you're... Good luck. That's all I'm going to say because I've witnessed it live and he was wonderful when he came on. It just just give him i hope he's given the time he's brought soul i like soul um when he when he played against us a couple of times he gave roma problems i think he gives another dimension to our attack i hope he's given the tools that we may need to buy a couple more players in in january would you agree with that jerry
1: oh for sure uh definitely and about uh soul as well it's it's gonna be interesting right because he doesn't he de- i don't think he really fits the uh the three five two or three no four either. two one mold that Roma play, mm-hmm. uh, unless you you play him as a wing back, but he doesn't play defensively. That's, I mean, he might adapt to playing, you know, as one of the two behind the fours, but that's not mm-hmm. his game. I watched so back in a bit for Bodo since we were linked to him, you know, obviously against Roma. I even watched for Norway, like I said, when he played him, and he's a very uh, prototypical. Uh, type of winger very 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 tall physical and and he has pace he's fast but he does not fit in a three four two one so um maybe it's a sign that he jose might be changing form i mean i hope so and like you mentioned i understand jose i i could have understand even if jose said no i want to play three back because he is sort of right. When we were playing a four back, even with Fonseca, we were shipping goals. Oh, ridiculous. I, I couldn't tell you how many. Yeah, so it's do you it want to score more and concede more, or do you want to score yeah. less and concede less? So I it,
0: think it was 140 goals in two seasons.
1: Yeah, which is it's which ridiculous. Is
0: ridiculous. It's yeah. I know it's Fonseca's style of football, like he wanted to play like a three-three-one. Th- Oh, I'm trying to think of all the numbers in my head there. I play football manager and tactics are like, I love tactics. So I'm just trying to think. He likes played like a three, two, three, two basically. And it's it sort of, is that enough numbers? Three, two. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it sort of did work, didn't work. But if the high line was ridiculous, Jose's got, he's got the defense working. It just needs the attack to be working next. Isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But that's, that's the thing is I don't think we have the team that's going to make both of them work like, Uh, like the way we want, right. Or else we, we, we would be fighting for the title and that's not the case. So we got to find a way where we can do just enough defensively and just enough offensively to get us over the line. And maybe over the summer, you know, if we do make champions league, or even now, I mean, now I don't. I don't expect much to come now in the the 2023 market. I mean, so back in came the rumors about the pie. Uh, I keep seeing them every day now. I saw it again today uh, about yeah. the pie, which again I don't know where he will fit or if there's a plan. Like if you're bringing in the pie, you have the pie Bellotti Abraham. So I, I wonder where everything's gonna fit. Uh, I have heard no mentions about a about a midfielder. Uh, which right, obviously they need.
0: Back. Uh, I've heard Bellerin and... uh Driesola. Sp- or oh, just, uh, yeah, uh, I was just trying to think of it. He was on loan at Fiorentina Fu- last season. I thought he was impressive for Fiorentina. He's gone back to Real Madrid. Bellerin, um, he's quirky. He's, uh, uh, he's, I would say given
1: his injury history, I yeah. would not take a chance. Injury no, history got, in Roma don't, don't work out. Yeah. It, Villa Stewart.
0: Villa Stewart medical center will be yeah yeah it's a different story
1: and uh I know we're I mean I I don't think if we go back to a back four I mean it's you have a cover at center back in either Mancini or if he decides to play Mancini smalling Ibanez, uh fine but if you're sticking to a back three or even in general I I think uh I think Roma I think Jose is really looking for a center back that might help uh I personally am not a big Kumbula fan, and I don't think Jose is either. I I think he's kind of slow. He's good positionally, but the ball isn't great at his feet. So that's another position I, I'm kind of worried about that Rome I think need to fill. I mean, there's a lot of areas that need they need to fill for sure. So, but I don't expect much of the market. I mean, with FFP coming up, so oh god, I I yeah, I I don't <laughs> expect them to do too much if they bring another player to i'll be happy surprise but i'll but i'll be happy but i'm hoping they bring players that he's gonna pick a formation and these players can thrive in that formation right so 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 back in is already a question mark Although i like him if we go back to three back i don't know where he's gonna play so it's it's i don't know it's gonna be
0: it's gonna be interesting if he goes to a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three, you would probably use back and maybe off the bench, but play him out on the left with either Abraham. Yeah, or play Belotti
1: him
0: out. At, he's, up, he's played both
1: uh, Solback in. Yeah. Yes, so uh, yeah. Obviously, Abraham is going to stick there. I also saw rumors about a false nine oh, with uh, so the With the uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it worked against back. Inter.
0: Yeah. You could use if if the rumors are true. I was going to make a really bad joke, and I'm going to use it. It could be the pie in the sky. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jerry. But if if that rumor does come true, um, he can play in that role. He played in that role for Leon and scored quite a lot of goals that got the move to to Barcelona. Um, I think me and a couple other people were talking on social media probably about four or five years ago and thought Depay would have been a great fit for Roma when he was at oh he was at United so he just left PSV and just gone to United. He was um, coached by Jose. Yeah, and he was coached by Jose. It didn't work out, and he got the move to Lyon and went to Barcelona. And yeah, it, it could be interesting. I think this January window could be interesting, like the summer window. We've just had a while. We were in a the. The, the ending of a World Cup we're, we're recording this on Saturday the 10th so we're in the, the latter part of the final stages there's a lot of players who's going to have a high value after the World Cup so you you we're coming into a very interesting January chance for Mercato aren't we it, just in general not just for Roma just in general in, in world in European football like there's rumors of Real Madrid spending 60, 70 million on a 16 year old wonder kid replaced with Palmeiras Edric. and Hendrick. Yeah. And if I said it plenty times in the last couple of weeks, if you play a football manager like me and you have a Brazilian save uh, like I do with Santos, this kid is the real deal. There's a couple of other Brazilian players like in Angelo and Marcus Leonardo. Marcus Leonardo, sorry. There's like players in Argentina. Like there's going to be some. Interesting transfer market this summer, uh, this winter. Um Endrick, you're going to be hearing stuff about that. Jude Bellingham, is he going to go to Real Madrid for 130 million euros or 130 million pounds to Liverpool in, in, in the summer? Who are Roma going to spend the cash in if they can? Is it going to be Depay? Oh, is, <laughs> is it going to be, uh, there's always a keeper link. So I, I saw Vicario, would you would be happy with Vicario if Rory Patricio decides to call it quits? at Rome Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, I tweeted at Scott that I think Vicario, uh, should be the, uh, look, I'm trying to be realistic of like what Roma could get as mm. a player that will help the team and what doesn't cost an absurd amount. Like yeah. they, they're not going to be able to get the best of best sure, but Vicario, I think he fits everything between costs and, uh, us wages, needing a number yeah. one keeper. Yeah. Wages. I, I think he would be the perfect fit for Roma. And I, and I hope he comes over to summer because I don't think Patricio. I don't think Precicio has much less. He's regressed. Uh, he had one of the worst statistically, He was one of the worst shot stoppers in the first half of the season. Um, I, so that's going to be an area we need to replace in the summer. Uh, like I said, in the winter, I, I just don't expect much. If the pie comes, great. I, I'd be really interested to see the false sign because yeah. we played without a forward against Inter. And guess what? That was our only top six big victory this year. We yeah. played without a center forward. That was one, our two, only one. top six victory. And we moved the ball well with yeah. Pellegrini Zagnolo and and Dybala. We we moved the ball very well. So I know the pie can fit that role. I know Dybala can fit that role. So it'd be interesting if he were to come. Um and just what you're mentioning, Warrior Scott, about the World Cup. I'd be very careful about these inflated prices just by having uh, yeah, a agreed. World Cup. Do you yeah.
0: do you remember Robin Olsen? Yeah, twelve million Euros. Uh yeah, that was Yeah, he
1: had a good you know, he had a good outing with Sweden and
0: yeah. uh, someone who... Will not be named. I'll never want to mention. Name.
1: Yes, yes. And will G. not ever name him. Yeah, that's right. He's he signed sat, him and, well, look yeah. how that turned out.
0: Yeah, he sat Lop- Lopetegui a couple of weeks ago and he's brought in uh Argentinian coach that used to manage... Uh, Sampioli, um at uh, Sevilla. Uh, we are saying Monchi. Um, his time in Roma is... Not well thought of, but yeah, Um, you probably mentioned it. Well, uh, final question. We've gone almost an hour and a quarter. Uh, I didn't expect to to ramble on, but um, what are your thoughts for Roman 2023? Is it pretty much trying to get to the top four and push the likes of uh, a rejuvenated Juventus who look so much different as they did in the Champions League to Serie A? It's really scary how this team under Allegri is coming to fruition. Even with their off the field problems of what's gone on in the last week or so, uh, you've got Atalanta sort of up and down um, the two Milan clubs, Napoli, and I hate to say it, Lazio with a playing Sari They've got a mobile coming back after injury. The, it's going to be interesting in the last five six months because remember it's going to be like a not truncated, but a lot of fixtures are going to be played in a small space of, of window due to the world cup. What, what's your thoughts for Roma in 2023 in the, the, I, uh, the latter I half of area uh, in Europe?
1: I think they will, uh, I think they will improve. I, uh, will they get fourth? It's going to be tough. I'm not sure. It's going to be very close. I think it, it's going to be tough, but I actually think in the end they will make it a lot closer than they, what they did previous years. I think it will come down to the last, maybe the last two, three games um that they'll still be in it. And then from that point, who knows? So I think it's going to be borderline, but I'm not sure if I think they'll make it. I do expect though, a better half. I mean, I... I'm hoping we don't see the games like we said against Lecce or even we mm. didn't mention Scott the uh the Lazio game. I know we had no, the Ibanias no. mistake, but Roma, you know, without Milinkovic-Savic and Immobile, they didn't create a chance. It was it was brutal, but I, I think they will improve on that just getting Maignan back, just getting hopefully a fully healthy Dybala because I know you haven't watched the World Cup. He hasn't played a single minute. And not yeah. even a single second, and one, and people still wonder if he's still injured. Hopefully he's not. So hopefully get back a full healthy DiBala. Uh, so back and coming in, it's another dimension. And I mean, if it, I mean the January market, you know, if we get a couple of pieces, maybe it could push us to fourth. I just think it'll be borderline, probably with missing out a little bit. But I, I do think the intact will improve. I, I think Josef is going to go back to that back four. It just you sign so back in, I don't think it makes sense. I was hearing a three-man midfield too, which would be perfect having Pellegrini, Wijnaldum, and you know a holding
0: defensive midfielder. Camera, maybe like what camera, camera slash Matić slash Cristante.
1: Yeah, or push maybe. camera further up. I know he likes to. Yeah. I know he likes to pressure ball carriers, and he's very good at winning the ball back. So you have a good rotation because if you put Pellegrini a little deeper with Wijnaldum, and then Wijnaldum mixing in with camera. Uh, between them three, and uh, obviously one of Cristante or Matic, not both. And that yeah. was never Jose's intention was to play both. Not Just injuries, to. that's what happened. Yeah, e- exactly. So maybe if they do that, I-, I think there will be improvements. I think Abraham will have a better second half. He's always known to you know come out when he struggled to come out of it, take a break. I think DiBala will be DiBala. And uh, so I I think they'll have a better second half to the year. Will lead the Champions League? Who knows? I think it's gonna be close, closer than ever it's been. But I, I can't say for sure if they'll make it.
0: We'll find out in about six months time, if your predictions are right, as we're we're coming to the end of 2022. Uh, Joe, we've gone almost an hour, just over an hour and a quarter. I would like to thank you so much for joining me on this. Uh, Probably for both of us, a very cold Saturday evening in the middle of December. Um, The floor is yours. Do you wanted to um, do a shout out at the end? We were talking off pod.
1: Oh, yes. I just wanted to do a shout out to you guys uh, in particular, to you, Scott, James, uh, Imran, and Daniel. And I know I've I've heard Sam a couple of times. I just want to thank you guys. Thank you, especially for having time to put me on the podcast. I listen to every episode. I really enjoy this podcast. You know, I listen to a few of them and this is uh, definitely up there. And uh, just happy to hear you guys and your thoughts on Roma. So I'm really glad to do and a shout out to all of them to hear their thoughts as well. Uh, trust me, I, I hear. I can hear the pain sometimes through James, James and Imran yeah. when they're talking about the, um, uh, you know, Mourinho and the attack. So I, I echo the same thing. So and I'm glad I was able to say it, and I was glad to speak to you. And I, I honestly, I hope, I hope one day I can come back on and talk after a Roma game with you guys. Like I've always enjoyed doing that. So, uh, so I just want to give a shout out to you guys.
0: From the bottom of my heart, I'm very humbled and thank you very much. That is very sweet and very nice to say. And I'm glad that the content we've, the more content that we've made in the last, I want to say, oh God, twenty twenty one 21 months. Uh, I th- I'm thinking it's been a bit more. I know the older, the uh, the guys who came before, I know they've, they tried to do it a bit monthly and a, a, a bit before they, they spaced out because they've got young families and stuff like that but I'm I'm glad that the content that we've put out in the last 21 months is is been beneficial and helping other Roma fans and I hope it's I hope it continues into the future but thank you very much Joey that was really really appreciated and there's a smile on my face <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm beaming from ear to ear thank you very much um that's pretty much it we've gone almost an hour and 20 minutes I will do my wrap up Guys, you can follow us at com and find all our previous podcasts on the website. You can find us on all the podcast platforms on Apple, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify. There was Spotify wrapped a couple of weeks ago. I wrapped up forty four thousand I think it's forty four thousand minutes on Spotify and thirty-four thousand minutes listening to football, cricket, and TV podcasts. I spent a lot of time listening to a cricket podcast and yeah, that got me through some working from home, but yeah. Um Joey, where can we find you on the socials, on social media on the basket case of Twitter, as it's still alive on me and Matteo were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. He was actually worried that Twitter would go down and will not see the light of day ever ever again
1: yeah, everyone had that same thought and there was that uh, other app mask mastodon everyone was talking about
0: oh really I can't remember the
1: yeah some 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 name I, I forget the name but that's that's what it sounded like uh don't quote me on that but it it was something that was going to take over but not many people like it i I didn't think Twitter would go down I mean I don't think Elon Musk would, would spend that much money just to have everything shut down. Yeah. But anyways, uh, apart from that, uh yeah, anyone can follow me on uh on on Twitter. My name is PalmzyJ. That's P A L M S Y J. Uh you can hear all my angry Roma Roma tweets or just, you know, couch show or soccer uh I guess opinions in general. So anyone can follow me there and just watch me be angry or depressed or sometimes happy about Roma. Uh, every single week.
0: Sometimes it rolls into one. It's like you can be happy, depressed and sad all in about 20 minutes watching Roma (laughs) or just in football in general. It's in our DNA. I I support two basket case teams this season and that's how I feel after watching during and after. Uh, But Joey, thank you very much. Um, You can follow me at at Scott underscore Monroe and you can follow the at, la Cast. i actually forgot the podcast twitter oh my god it's been a long couple of weeks i apologize but yeah joey brilliant Absolutely brilliant thank you once again for joining it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much scott Guys, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the World Cup if you're watching it. And then we're coming up to Christmas. So hopefully I might have a podcast next week. I was supposed to speak to someone last week. They cancelled last minute. They were very gracious. They gave me a heads up. And um, hopefully I have tried to reschedule. I'm going to message him during the week and see if we can do it next week. If not, we might have some podcasts about Roma in 2022. We did plan to do it a couple of weeks ago. uh, But work... Uh, plans it fell out the window and hopefully when the world cup is over we can talk about roma in 2022 um joey brilliant thank you very much once again for Roma. ciao ciao